Take a look at me. What am I? Uh, really tall? No! I'm an ogre. You know, grab your torch and pitchforks. Doesn't that bother you? Nope. Really? Really, really. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast. You know the drill. We talk about some of your favorite movies of all time to see if they still hold up to today's standards. I'm Adam. I'm Emily. And this week we are going over 2001's Shrek. This is a movie that I didn't really enjoy even in 2001 when it came out. Like I understood its significance, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really enjoy it. And I haven't watched it since until this podcast. Really? Yes. Wow. So it's going to be very interesting to see if I think it still holds up or not because I didn't like it when it came out and then never watched it again <laughs> until this podcast. So I have watched this movie a few times and I've watched the sequels at least once. Uh, so I was impartial to it. I liked it, but like it, I wasn't in love with it. Yeah. I've seen the sequels also once. Yeah. Once each. That's it. I have no interest in this entire franchise of whatever, except the newest one. <laughs> Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, is bloody brilliant. It is pretty great, and it kind of sets up the fact that there might be another Shrek movie coming. There is another Shrek movie coming. It's been confirmed? I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. We'll see. We'll Yay. see if we can uh, come back after all the sequels diminished it. Yeah. All right, so first couple of notes I have here is the directors are Andrew Adamson, who would also go on to direct Shrek 2, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. I like those two. Okay. Yeah. Two or three, bad. Yeah. What he went on to do, that's not bad, but he didn't have like a long career. Like it's not, he's not been doing a ton of stuff. Yeah. Mostly that was the main things. And also the co-director was Vicky Jensen, who would go on to make Shark Tale. I like that movie. And some other stuff. <laughs> that is completely insignificant. Aww. I know. It's like a TV show that I've never heard of and a movie that I'd never heard of. <laughs> and for me to not hear of things is crazy. I, I know all of it. Makes it sound like they were one hit wonders. Pretty much, yeah. Well, no, not him. He did all right. Like you said, you watch the Chronicles of Narnia movies. True, but they... Ah, they weren't good. Yeah. Yeah. I liked them, but that doesn't make them good. <laughs> it also had seven writers. This wow. Movie. They had four credited writers and three people that were credited with additional dialogue. <laughs> and okay. yet half of it feels like it was ad-libbed. I mean, when you have some comedic geniuses behind like the voices, yeah, yeah you're going to get a ton of that. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Another note I wanted to talk about before we get into the box office and all that stuff is this movie won the very first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. The award never existed until 2002, and then this movie won it. It was up against these two movies. There was only three movies (laughs) as nominees, and it was Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Oh, I love that movie. Right? Yeah. That's nostalgia punching me right in the face there. And Monsters, Inc., how did it lose to, I mean, how did it win to Monsters, Inc.? That's why I'm bringing it up. This might be one of the most disappointing victories in Oscar history. Uh, no, Monsters, Inc. is... A much better film. Yes. Not as loved in the moment, though, I think. Only because it also got diluted with a sequel. I actually like the sequel. Well, the prequel. Prequel, sequel, whatever. Yeah, I get that. But anytime you have an inferior movie come out, in the same universe, it dilutes the original product a little bit. Yeah, but that was years after. Yeah, but so years. what? Years. I don't know. I just, it blew my mind because I don't understand how Shrek beat Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. was a phenomenon at the time. I Don't get me wrong. Shrek was big too. Yeah, it made a lot of money. But people couldn't shut the hell, people still can't shut the hell up about Monsters, Inc. Did they just not want to give it to Disney Pixar? first one that could be (laughs) they were like you know what you're gonna win a thousand of them going forward so here's it going to another movie who knows honestly it could just be that uh shrek did more in terms of like cultural significance yeah and it just pushed the boundaries more oh it definitely pushed them right off a cliff (laughs) all right last thing that we've started doing is pitch this movie yeah how does this movie get greenlit 
So you know all those fairy tale movies? Well, screw them. We're going to make fun of them while doing the it at the same time. By having an ogre and a talking donkey go save a princess. Uh, no. That you, becomes an ogre. No, no, no. You're not getting greenlit on that pitch. That's not <laughs> happening. I don't know. I don't know how they pitch this movie. Like, it's an ogre. A, a, a prince wants a princess so he can be king. And he hires an ogre who wants to be left alone. Like, what is the pitch here that gets this movie greenlit? Hey, it's we're gonna a satire put, off of Disney movies. Which DreamWorks had to have their lawyers watch this movie before they could ever do test screenings and release it to make sure that they couldn't find anything Disney could sue them for. Yeah. Crazy. But they really, really, really wanted to say, screw you, Disney. But also at the same time, like, Disney doesn't own these fairy tales. No. You can do whatever the hell you want with them. But they made them. them the most famous. Sure, but that, they don't own them. So as long as you're not directly referencing that movie... Normally, I come up with something where I can, like, make fun of how they pitched this movie. I, for the life of me, can't figure out how they did it. Like, what was their... How did they sit in that meeting and just say, Hey, I'm going to need, like, a bunch of money, tens of millions of dollars, to make an animated movie that's making fun of everything, and it might do well. Okay. It, they, here you go. They took a chance and had a real revenge uh, lust. Well, it might have helped that I believe Jeffrey Katzenberg, Mm -hmm. who used to work for Disney, was head of DreamWorks Animation at the time. Yes. So I'm sure he was like, yes, do it. Uh Oh, those people. Can you make fun of them more? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Just funny. That brings me into my first what if real quick. Okay. Robin Williams was originally meant to have a voice in this movie, but turned it down because he hates Jeffrey Katzenberg from Katzenberg's time at Disney. So he refused to do the movie. He refused to even take a meeting to talk about doing the movie. You know what? Better for him. I mean, Disney screwed him when it came to the genie. They said that they would not put him in a bunch of the marketing. They would not use his image or like promote him as like the star of the movie. Mm -hmm. They promised him they weren't going to do it. And that's the only reason he signed on to do the genie. And then they completely used him in every single piece of marketing possible and made him front and center of everything. (laughs) and it was like damn that's why he's not in uh the sequel robin williams isn't the voice of genie in uh aladdin 2 whatever the hell it's called prince of thieves yeah um 40 thieves 40 yeah whatever the hell it's called he did come back i believe for the third one though and did the voice again that could be after they kind of hashed things out but he was so pissed he didn't come back that's fair i was like you know don't renege on your agreements right screw you disney maybe you needed to be taken down a peg truth And this movie was not the one to do it. Okay, (laughs) let's talk box office stuff. We'll go through this real quick because we actually have something fun planned later. So the budget for this movie was about $50 million, which just blows my mind. Domestically, it took in $267,655,011. That's nuts. That is five times its budget domestically. Mm Mm-hmm. Internationally, another $224 million for a total worldwide of $491.8 million. Ten times its budget worldwide. That made a hefty profit for the studios. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Adjusted for inflation in 2022, it would have made $494.2 million domestically. Dang. Yeah. All right, 2001 ranking. It's in the top ten. Where is it? First. Oh, no. Number two. Ah. Do you know what number one was that year? Clearly not. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Ah, I always forget that comes out that year. And number three was the movie it beat out at the Oscars, Monsters, Inc. Wow, two animated in the top three. Top three of that year. Yeah, that was a good year for animation. Yeah, isn't that insane? Yeah, Yeah. no wonder my childhood was good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 2022 ranking, it's still in the top 10. Where is it at? Three. Correct, three. Avatar The Way of Water takes the second spot and it bumps Black Panther Wakanda Forever down to four. Good times. Oh, yeah. All right. What about uh, Ebert? Well, actually, Cinema Score. Oh, right. Has it in an A. It said what it did on the tin. It yep. was an animated film. Yep. Yep. Got it. It did that. Uh, Ebert, what do you think it gave it? Two and a half. Wrong. Three and a half. Wrong. Three. Wrong. Four. Yeah. Are you serious? He gave it four stars. Wow. All right. Yeah. You're lo- losing a little bit of your uh, <laughs> I, uh, love for Ebert. Yeah. There, huh? He might not be my favorite critic of all time now. <laughs> Leonard Malton, what are you up to? (laughs) (laughs) The quote I grabbed from him is, All the craft in the world would not have made Shrek work if the story hadn't been fun and the ogre so lovable. Shrek is not handsome, but he isn't as ugly as he thinks. 
He's a guy we want as our friend, and he doesn't frighten us but stir our sympathy. He is so immensely likable that I suspect he may emerge as an endearing character populating sequels and spinoffs. One movie cannot contain him. Wow. He knew. Wow. He knew that there'd be more. Yeah. Okay, so here's my biggest problem with what you just read. Yeah. Shrek is not likable at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets more likable, but not enough. (laughs) No, even by the end of this movie, I'm kind of like, eh, screw that guy. We need just the donkey movie. Yeah. He is the real MVP. Right. Like, how did he never get a spinoff? Right? Like, I don't know if it would work. I don't know if Donkey for an hour and a half straight would work without something. Yeah, but, but you could have put him in another adventure with uh-huh. other people. Maybe him mean... the star, but give him a good supporting cast. Exactly. I mean, have it be Donkey and Puss when he brought in Puss. Like, yeah, have those two as a buddy cop movie kind of thing. That would have been cool. I would have watched that. They had the chemistry when they were together. So. I don't know. That's weird. Oh, yeah. He was like the star after this movie came out. Like, it reinvigorated Eddie Murphy, who's the voice behind Mm -hmm. Donkey, to be a movie star again. And, like, people fell in love with him all over again. And yet, that's it. This is is it. That's all he did was these movies. Yeah. He does say, though, that it's some of the best times in his life and perhaps the best work he's ever done in his life. That's interesting. Yeah, but is it better than Mushu? I don't know. Mushu's kind of a jerk of a character, so maybe that's why he likes it more. Maybe, because Donkey is 100% likable all the time. Yeah, he's just lovable. Yeah. Mushu's a little bit of a jerk, but you kind of understand it with him. Yeah. Did you know that it was the same voice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't really change his voice at all. It's No, you it's know it's Eddie Mushu. Murphy. <laughs> yeah, it's just Mushu and Donkey, same character. <laughs> oh my god, was was Mushu reincarnated as Donkey? <gasps> And he was nice. And he was nice because he learned his lesson from Mulan. Ooh, maybe. How did Fairy Tail take over, though? You know what? I don't know because it's thousands of years apart. You know, it's the Pixar theory all over again. Yeah. Except that's two totally different uh, competing companies. It's the Jeffrey Katzenberg. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he was still at Disney when Mulan was made, but I have no idea. Who cares? All right, let's get let's get into this movie. What? My other critics. Oh right. I always forget about them. Yeah. What's your other critics? Go. The Rotten Tomato critic score has it at an 88%. Mm, okay. And uh, audience has it at a 90. It's oh, really boy. high. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are we good? We're can good. I, can I move forward now? Now we can get into it. Thank you. All right. So first up, let's talk the cast. This mm-hmm. cast is amazing. It's pretty Top stellar. to bottom. Mike Myers is the voice of Shrek. You know him from Saturday Night Live and Austin Powers, which we covered before. Amazing. Wayne's World. I did not realize that was him until we watched Austin Powers, and I found out that that's who that was. You realized who it was? Yeah. Yeah. And then we already talked about Eddie Murphy as Donkey. Lovable. So good. I want him in my life. Cameron Diaz is Princess Fiona. This was during like the heyday of Cameron Diaz after she made her debut in 1996, The Mask, obviously Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. And then she did like There's something about Mary and a few other things. Charlie's Angels was before this one. She was huge at the time. So that was a big get for them. And one of my favorite actors who's just never given enough recognition, John Lithgow, who you know is the dad from Third Rock from the Sun, the TV show. Uh Uh-huh. You seem blank here. I have not watched that show in forever, so I am just not picturing him. What else would I know him from? Barney Stinson's dad and How I Met Your Mother. No. You never watched that? I didn't get that uh, far into the that The new show. Pet Cemetery movie, he played the old man. Didn't watch that. Oh my god! I know his name and I know his voice. He also was a voice of oh. Jean-Claude in Rugrats in Paris. Yeah, no, I know him. I, I saw a picture of him and now I know him. Where do you know him from? What do you know? <laughs> um, He was in that old show. That old show. Yeah, he was in an old show. It's called Third Rock from the Sun. No, I already was, said that. There was another one. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about then. That's the one I know him from. That's where I first saw him and was like, oh, he's so good. But old to you could be like 2006. So I'm not real sure what you mean by that. That's why I'm looking for it. I'm surprised you didn't even care that he was in Rugrats in Paris. He was also in Orange County. I didn't even hear you say Rugrats in Paris. That's really sad. It is real sad. He was in Dreamgirls, 30 Rock. He played himself. He was in Leap Year. Frasier. He was in Frasier. All right. Oh, only one episode? What? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm why trying to I, say stuff he was actually in. Why do I know him from that? I don't know. Leap Year? 
Leap Year, I definitely know him in. Yeah. Okay. As long as you know who he is. Oh, yeah. Once I saw a picture, I knew. Like, he is the that guy for me because I never remember his name, but I love him in every thing I see. Oh, he's he's great. And that's, like, the bulk. That's the four main people in this. Tons of other people, but sorry. You guys all did a wonderful job, but I'm not going to go through each one of your resumes here. But, yeah, they're, they're all great. They were all at the top of their games at the time or either making a comeback at the time. Yeah. Which is just... Crazy, because Mike Myers was in the middle of doing the Austin Powers. Like, Austin Powers International Man of Mystery came out in 1997, only four years before this movie. I think Austin Powers, the second one, The Spy Who Shagged Me, also came out before this movie. Dude was riding high. He was a megastar. And just came in and did that accent for this. (laughs) Well, apparently he didn't want to do an accent. He tried to use his regular voice. They didn't like it. So then he did like an English voice. They didn't like it. He tried doing weird voices. It never worked. And then he decided to try doing Scottish. Everybody loved it. It went from there. And history was made. Yes. What blows my mind the most is I don't know if you've ever heard it, but if you haven't, go online and check it out. Chris Farley was originally hired to do the voice of Shrek and recorded pretty much the entire movie before he passed away. And then they had to you know, scramble and find somebody new. Mike Myers didn't want to do it out of respect to his friend because they were on Saturday Night Live together. They were friends. Mm-hmm. But the studio was like, you know, it'd be okay. He he would want you to. He doesn't want people to stop working kind of idea, you know? Yeah. So he eventually said, okay, I'll do it. But I would have loved to see Chris Farley's version. It would have been completely different. I, yeah, I, I remember hearing it once. I'd have to listen to it again because it's a really different feel and the entire movie feels different with that voice well yeah because you're used to the one voice now his recordings didn't get released until like 2015 Mm -hmm. 14 years after this movie everybody was like no no no, shrek is mike myers it's weird to hear another voice yeah but if it was chris farley up off the gate i don't know interesting what it yeah yeah would have loved to get into it so i like the fairy tale opening where it's just like we're gonna read a fairy tale book and then he's just like nah just kidding I love that opening. It immediately gets you into the feel of this is going to be a satire that follows the same rules of a fairy tale, but is definitely going to be like, <laughs> no, 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 this isn't the same that you've already heard before. <laughs> yeah. But then they ruin it immediately by playing Smash Mouth. I love this song. You and two other people. No, because of this movie, this song became super popular. Sure. You and two other people. Sure. Uh, yes, we all knew this song at the time. We probably all sang along. It doesn't make it a good song, especially <laughs> in 2023. It does not make it a good song. I still rock out every time I hear it. Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, they just immediately hit you with Smash Mouth All Star. And you're just like, God, why? I like the song, but I don't really care for. I like the montage, the everyday montage, so we can kind of get into the actual story of it. I just think it's a little overly gross. Okay. It doesn't need to be that far. I guess that's where you're trying to get your kid humor into it. But like, I th- I believe you commented on it. He took a mud bath yeah, to then just, get into the water. I was just going to say, like, that pissed me off so much. He literally bathes in mud. And then like a scene later during the montage, he jumps into the lake to rinse off. Are we saying mud is soap? It or could. like, I don't understand it. Yeah. He kills a bug to brush his teeth. Yeah, he literally squeezes a slug to put stuff on the... Who thought this was funny? I, apparently kids. I don't think they understood. I don't think they understood that he. we just watched him smush a bug in his fingers so he could brush his teeth. I wonder if they even understood the fact that he was putting eyeballs into his martini. No. It's okay. So normally we do questions late, but I just got to throw this one out here yeah. now. Who the hell was this movie for? Uh, like... Teens to adults. I don't actually think it's for kids. Oh, it's 100% It's supposed to be for kids, but they put way too much adult humor into this. Right, it goes way too far at times. This is actually a major problem I have with this movie, and we'll just talk about it now. Yeah. It is way too adult. There's too many adult references, in-jokes, all of that. I don't want kids to be introduced to that kind of stuff. I don't personally have kids, but I would not introduce kids to this at a young age because it's like, Eventually they'll get it. Right. So we have friends who have two little girls and they have a great podcast. It's called It's Movie Night. You should definitely go check them out. They're a good time. They talk about, you know, kids movies and stuff. But the girls are actually a part of it, which is kind of cool. You get to hear a kid's perspective about movies. So, you know, go show them some love. But 
they let their girls watch things like Jaws yeah. or Jurassic Park. These girls are young. They're like seven and five. But they won't show them anything sexual. They don't care about violence as long as it's not like human on human violence. Mm-hmm. And they don't care about like swearing and stuff like that. But they won't show them sexual sexual things. I'm curious if they would let them watch this movie. I am too. There are so many sex jokes in this. You're just like, I get it. You have to let the audience, the, the adults in the audience has to be invested in the story as well. They have to be entertained. But when 57% of your dialogue goes over kids' heads, then why are you making kids' movie? It's like, I get it. You tried to hide it in innuendo, but eh. So the one that sticks out to me is when Donkey and Shrek show up to the city, the town, whatever, mm-hmm. and they're looking at Lord Farquaad's castle. And Shrek's just like, you think he's compensating for something? Not a single kid in the audience is going to understand that joke. Sure, the adults will, but they're going to have no idea what's happening. This isn't a subtly hidden joke either. It is the main part of that scene. And it's not like it's even a semi thing where a kid could chuckle at it, not realizing what they're actually chuckling at. There's no double meaning. It wouldn't be funny for them. Yeah, because they just don't understand the compensating for, we all know, it's compensating for his little penis. But the kids might get it because he's short, so he's making tall things, but they don't know what compensating means. Yeah. They don't, don't, it's just the entire time I just had to re-ask myself over and over and over again, who is this movie for? And I never came up with an answer. I have no idea. I don't know. At 13 year olds? I guess. The ones who know and think it's funny, but they're not old enough to be like, that's childish, but they're not children enough to think it's not funny. Like that's what I came up with. You have to be like a certain age. Early teen. Yeah. Pre-teen to early teen. That's yeah. it. Because I think any older, there's a few jokes in here that are funny. But most of them are just like uh, okay. po- forehead meat palm. Yeah. Because why did this why did I just watch that part? Yeah. So the Lord Farquaad is gathering up all of the fairy tale creatures, the magical fairy tale creatures, to kick them out. Can't be a part of his Perfect world, because he has OCD. Okay, let's just go. This is another This is another question I have. Why did Farquaad have to kick them all out? Because it doesn't match his perfect world that he set up, and he's OCD. And it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. They're not normal. How did he become Lord Farquaad anyway? How did he, how did he get that power? He's born into it. He is a lord. But he can't be king. So where's the king? Somewhere else. Yeah, what the hell? In a kingdom far, far away, as we find out in the sequel. I don't care about the sequel. You got to tell me in this movie. Yeah, no, he's just the Lord. Yeah, so somehow he's just running everything, but we don't know why. And then yeah. he's like, I got to kick all these fairy tale creatures out. And you're like, but why? Because they're not normal. Well, I need a perfect town. Yeah. So what? You you don't think people want to come and see magical shit? <laughs> no, apparently not. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But he's gathering them all up and we meet Donkey who's a talking donkey. Yeah. That's like his one power is a talking donkey. And donkey gets away. He's running away from the police, runs into Shrek. And the police are like, yo, you both got to come with us. You're under arrest. And Shrek's like, I'm an ogre. I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. So they all leave. And then they become friends. Friends. Yes. Loosely. Donkey becomes friends with Shrek. Not so much the other way around. Exactly. Is this... So taking all of the fairy tale creatures and he's going to put them in one area. He doesn't want to like banish them to three continents over. He just needs them out of his town. So he's going to banish them where Shrek's swamp that he lives. And Shrek is an ogre. He likes to be alone. Yeah. He's not happy about it. Is there a weird Holocaust metaphor in here? I never pictured it like that, but maybe. Gather up all the people, send them to a campsite. That's got to be purposeful, right? I don't think it was purposeful i think it was just however they could make this inciting incident yeah but right okay i get that because we need shrek to want to leave his swamp to go to the castle and go on the journey yeah but the point is thousands of fairy tale people show up in his swamp and they are told this is now where they live they are held there Mm -hmm. they are not allowed to leave dude there's probably a lot of places these fairy tale people could have went the fact that they're rounded all up against their will and forced into an area I'm saying it, it was purposeful. Okay. That's definitely not where I took that, but that's where you took that. Cool. <laughs> We're going dark. <laughs> but what do you, like, how does it, how does it not for you? Like, the more we talk, is it, is it clicking at all? 
Like, I mean, I can see where you're going with it. I just highly doubt that that was in their head consciously when I don't know, making man. this movie. You you literally watch the rest of the movie. It's an adult movie disguised as a kid's movie. There's no reason they wouldn't have put a Holocaust reference in there. Yeah, but... That's this movie. This whole movie isn't a message. It's just whatever jokes we can put in, whatever references we can put in. I don't think the Holocaust in. is funny enough for this movie. But it's a reference. They're making sure. light of it. I don't know. It just was weird to me. I was like, this is this is a little too too dark. A little too holocausty. Okay. I don't I don't <laughs> know, the, man. I, I I think you're reading a little too far into it, but if that's where your yep. mind went, that's where your mind I'm went. Sending, no wonder you don't like this movie. I'm sending DreamWorks an email. I'm getting to the <laughs> bottom of this. Strongly worded email. Strongly worded. Did you purposefully make a Holocaust reference in your Shrek movie? I'd be like, don't contact us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know how you work in the industry? Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So they all go. So he needs to go to the castle. So he starts out on his journey. Who's the one person that can help him? Donkey. Because Donkey knows where he's going. In the meantime, Lord Farquaad has found the magic mirror. And he's finding out which princess he's going to marry. To become king. Because he wants to become king. Oh, God. Okay. Dating game reference. Three contestants. One person. Who the f- was this for <laughs> what person in 2001 was like oh guys remember that 1970s and early 80s game show the dating game we totally need a reference in that of a kid's movie this is gonna be perfect they're like how can we put disney princesses into this uh make them be other contestants but you can't just marry a random ass princess and become king of a kingdom you have to marry the princess of that kingdom you know what semantics no, this is not semantics. This is the problem with this movie. <laughs> don't think too hard about it. You're putting too much effort into this. No wonder you don't like the movie. <laughs> I, that's the point. <laughs> if you put it in there, I'm going to look at it. But he's just like Cinderella, who? Snow White. What? This is a huge knit of mine. Okay. Is not royal at all. No, she's not. She's not royal until she marries the prince. And I highly doubt she's going to leave that prince charming for this little short piece yeah. of sh- so all of the princesses you could have picked, you picked the one that isn't actually royal. Snow White a princess? Yes. Are we sure? Evil queen. Right. She's a princess. Right. She is a princess. And then we get Fiona. Well, guys, way to telegraph that we're not going to go after Cinderella or Snow White because <laughs> you guys aren't Disney. So you couldn't have done anything else. And again, you have to marry the princess of the thing. You should know this. It should have never been a contest. It should have been like, hey, show me where Princess Fiona is. She's been missing. Gotta find her. I hate the whole dating game thing. It is the <laughs> dumbest thing. It, it really ever. is. The only thing I like is when the hooded guy is like, pick number three, my lord. But and he's holding, he's up, holding two up, up two. And then he like look in the background is just like looking at his two fingers like, that's not right. But yeah. his voice is just like, oh my God, I love it. Well, if you've ever seen the dating game, that like audience would yell at yeah. the contestants, like which person to pick. And it's like, dude, they have to go on a date with this person. Why don't you just let them pick? Yeah, no. This isn't I, about you. Well, it's the same thing as like all those game shows where um, like the price is right and they're all screaming out numbers to the person. Listen, I know numbers better than you. Shut up. <laughs> but I do. I think that's really funny. He's really funny. But I also like all the little guards in the background also screaming. And then when he picks number three, Fiona, you can see one of them get disappointed because I think he was screaming number two. Yeah, there was someone holding number two, someone holding number one, someone holding number three. And then the executed guy saying three beholding two. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. They're funny. The whole scene is not. They're yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he only gets this information because he's torturing a gingerbread man? No, he doesn't get that information from him. They finally find the well, what's mirror. He getting, what's he getting from the gingerbread man then? Where the other gingerbread men are. Why are, we, why are we concerned with this? Oh, I honestly wrote this as a thing. Like, this scene does not need to happen. What? Why? Besides trying to tell us that he's evil, Holocaust. which we already know. It's the Holocaust. <laughs> he took one of them out of the camp. And he's torturing them to find the rest. I don't know. I, You know what? You can keep going on that. I Once again, I don't think they thought that deeply into it. You'd I, be surprised. This movie is very surface level. It is the lowest hanging fruit they could find. And they really wanted to make a gingerbread man, um, muffin man joke. The muffin man? Who lives on Drury Lane? I do know the muffin man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's married to what's her face. Yeah. She, well, she's married to the muffin man. Yeah. Uh, oh. Who cares? Yeah. So they wanted to get that lowest hanging fruit of the muffin man joke. That's how they did it. Okay. It is completely unnecessary and I absolutely hate it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I also hate that Lord Farquaad is short as hell, just so that they can't have tiny penis jokes. Yeah, I didn't care for that. What? Do, again, ask yourself, who was this for? Because <laughs> I don't know the answer. If you know the answer, please come find us on social media and let me know, because I don't. Yeah, no one knows. Can we talk about something good, though? Sure. Because there's been such bad here. When Shrek arrives at the castle... They get this whole little song and dance that's mocking It's a Small World from Disney mm-hmm. by a bunch of little wooden puppet things, and it is fantastic. I actually really enjoy this commentary on Disney World or Disneyland, whichever one it is, or All both. of them. <laughs> and that always gets me. Stay off the grass, wipe your shoes, wipe your face. face. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part about it, though is it's the same key and the same tempo as It's a Small World. Oh, yeah. They didn't you, even try to no. disguise it. They no. were like, we're going to do that exact song with new words. With the creepy dolls and everything. Yep. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like w- the first time watching the movie that I laugh is at that part. And we're like 25 <laughs> minutes in and there's been a thousand jokes unfunny. It, and then this hits. And it's really sad because it's like if you sprinkle that kind of joke in there, it would have been better, but you just kept slamming our face into it. Do you think they wrote the jokes before the script? Because it definitely feels like they just had a thousand jokes. They had a joke book and they took a bunch of jokes out of it and they were like, okay, let's try to write a story around this. What's the most ridiculous things about Disney and how we can make them funny? Yeah. Yeah. I I could see that. But we follow up the the fun little It's a Small World joke with another fun part because Shrek shows up and everybody is just a gasp at Mm -hmm. him. Why is an ogre here? And this and is supposed Farquaad to be a like, tournament to, to see who's going to be his champion to go get Fiona because he's yeah. not going to do it himself. Oh, of course not. How dare you think he's going to go face a dragon for this woman? So an ogre shows up and he's like, all right, you know who my champion is? Whoever kills the ogre. And we get a fun little wrestling match. Oh, and as a wrestling fantastic. fan, it is the dumbest I've ever seen, but so funny at the Use same time. Use the chair. And he hits him with a chair. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I love it. I love when Donkey's like, tag me, tag me. And then he just headbutts him. Yeah. These are the things that are funny. Yeah. Once again, sprinkle them in. We don't need to be drowning in jokes, but having little gags like that, funny. So I, uh, they just go overboard with the their humor, quote yes. unquote. All right. Back to things that suck. The, the jokes. All the adult jokes in this movie, which are pretty much all of them, feel forced and they're incredibly unfunny. Yeah. They don't flow naturally in the story. They feel like, we always say this, we love when movies are funny naturally, and they don't stop the script to put insert joke here. Mm-hmm. This entire movie is just insert joke here. Plot point, insert joke here. The joke is the plot point. <laughs> I just, everything about it, I don't like. Because mm-hmm. now we're going to save Fiona. One and quick, donkey and, yeah, go ahead. One quick note that I want to say is a positive, uh, especially noticeable in the tournament scene, is they are showing people of all shapes and sizes. They are not just twigs. They are not just big. They are not but tall I don't think or small. I don't think color. I didn't. So it's like. By oh, the time gonna... I realized to look for it, I didn't see any, but. I don't think they have anybody that's not white. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. Size and color is great, but. Size and shapes are great, Yeah, but, but you didn't do color. You didn't go far enough with it. Yeah. Holocaust. <laughs> I'm going to just harp on this because I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for. They're trying I to make light of it. I don't think that's what they were going for, but you you do you. Listen, Andrew Adamson, I'm going to call you tomorrow. You're not listening to this, but I'm going to call you. We're going to figure this out. But as they're walking, Donkey's like, yo, Shrek, you're an ogre. What's up with that? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is after the castle when they're going to save her. They mm-hmm. have the onion talk? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't know. I don't think it's before they get to the castle. But they have this, and this is a moment I think works well, but they just play it as a joke. When yeah. Doggy's like, Shrek, tell me about being an ogre. What is it like? Like, you're just mean all the time. You're just... And Shrek responds with, ogres are like onions. We have layers. You peel back one, there's another layer. You peel back one, another layer. This is a great metaphor for just existing in mm-hmm. life that they just turn into a joke. I don't necessarily see it as a joke. Like, I kind of get it, but I also kind of don't where it's like, okay, not everyone likes onions, though. You could compare yourself to something else that has layers that everyone likes. It's him trying to change his like a view on himself. Cake. Yeah. Yeah. 
cake or a parfait. So it's him trying to change his view on himself. That's half of what Donkey does in this movie is showing him like, you are not just what you think you are. You can be so much more. We all need a donkey. So I get that it's supposed to be kind of funny, but it's also a very good life lesson to take from this moment. Yeah. But what I, why I'm saying they turn it into a joke is because he says it, one, in a jokey manner, mm-hmm. and then two, Donkey makes a joke of it, being like, oh, so you're an onion? And it's like, God, you're missing the entire point. Why didn't we go harder with this? They do miss that a few times where you could just go just that smidge harder or take the funny a little bit back from this moment and let it actually sink in, because there are quite a few lessons to be learned from this movie. Yeah. So. Man, no, I, I get it. This is also the moment I wrote down in my notes. Shrek sucks. He's a terrible creature. He's just not nice. He's guarded. I don't care. <laughs> but he's not nice throughout the rest of the movie. Like, there's never a moment where I feel like I he gets redemption. He's... And it all starts right here. Okay. Like, I understand when he was alone and he was all this. Donkey didn't have to come with you, my man. He didn't have to help. He helped you win that wrestling match to get this. He's got your back. And what do you do? You ignore him. And then you force him across a rickety-ass bridge that he's clearly scared of. You're not a nice person. That's also can be viewed as helping your friends push past boundaries they thought they couldn't. You're an ogre. Just pick him the hell up and carry him across. I mean, you could do that, but then you wouldn't have the aspect of he did it himself. Yeah, but he's just mean with it. He is mean with it. I will agree. He did not do it in a great way, but he was pushing his friend to do something he didn't previously think he could do. Then he meets the princess. Yes. In the dragon thing. Who cares? Yeah, it's whatever. It's very, once again, another Disney trope. Yeah. Yeah. But what I do like about this moment is he's got the princess. He could go get his swamp back. No problem. But what's he got to do first? Save his ass. (laughs) Yep. And so he has to go get Donkey. That's cute. That's a nice little moment. They immediately, again, use it as a joke because he doesn't say, I got to go save my Donkey. He says, I got to go save my ass. Yeah. And it's like, you could have just said donkey and it would have meant more. It wouldn't have been a joke. Yeah. But I do like it. I like the sentiment behind it. I like that he runs and saves him, but he doesn't hurt the dragon to do it. Yeah. As angry as he is and how aggressive and mean he seems to be, he never actually hurts anybody other than those knights, but they attacked him first. True. One thing, another lesson to be learned from this movie is that compliments can diffuse aggression. Basically, Donkey, when he's trapped by the dragon about to eat him, just starts complimenting her. What big teeth you have. But they are so pearly wide. Do you brush or what do you do? Like, you can take a positive spin on things and turn things around. You've actually done this with people on the internet. Oh, as, yeah. as much as we've known people to be jerks on the internet, you be nice to them. And sometimes it changes their opinions and makes them nice, too. So that's a great lesson to learn here, to pull from it is... Words are powerful. Words are powerful, and they can be used to help or hurt. Correct. Because Lord Farquaad uses them to hurt, Mm -hmm. Donkey uses them to help. Yep. But the movie doesn't do that. It doesn't talk about that. It doesn't reference it. It doesn't use that to its advantage. I'm pretty sure they did it as a joke, and somehow it just ended up working out. They do it as a joke, but it also comes back later when the dragon comes back and he goes to talk to her again. Yeah. So they save the princess. They continue on their journey. For some reason, the princess and Shrek start liking each other. Couldn't tell you how or why. There's no moments ever. There are. There are. You just have to actually watch for them. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to watch for subtle little... I do want to watch for subtle little things. But we also need that punch in the face to let you know it actually happened. And we never get that. I like the little moments and it's a lot of little moments here. Oh my God. Fine. Whatever, you win. Yay, little moments. Yay, little moments. So they start liking each other. They get back to the castle and he's like, all right, go on your way. And she's like, but what about if we just spend one more night together? It's fine. But I'm going to go build my little house over here so you guys can't be around me when it's nighttime because reasons. Mm -hmm. And then we'll hang out a little more before I go to Lord Farquaad. And Shrek's like, that's cool. So she goes and builds her little house and Donkey goes in and Donkey discovers what? She turns into an ogre at night. (sighs) Okay. It was meant to be. She turns into an ogre at night. One, that's some weird ass magic. <laughs> and number two, why didn't she escape the dragon's lair by herself? She was You're waiting. a freaking ogre. She was told that true love has to come and kiss her to break her spell. She doesn't want to be an ogre. She, I understand. She, in fact, we, we do get that in the sequel, if, what if kind of thing where she does break out. But she was told 
hey, wait for your prince because when they kiss you, when they come and get you, you'll be set free. But could you imagine if she turned into ogre one night and she just left the castle and then during the day she went and found her prince and at night she just went home? It'd be a better a better uh, role model. Yeah, absolutely. Damsel in distress bullshit. I mean, not that she's a terrible role model. She does a lot of stuff for herself, but... I do like when she beats up Robin Hood. That's yeah. kind of funny. I have a question about it. Oh my God, what? Was this Robin Hood based on Robin Hood Men in Tights? I don't think so. They do a whole song and dance number. Yeah, it don't matter. Ah. But that's that's the joke. The reason Robin Hood Men in Tights did the song and dance is because it was a parody of Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. So what did this movie do? Did a parody of Robin Hood by doing a song and a dance. It might have been an homage to it, maybe slightly mm -hmm. in the back of their minds. They were thinking about the Holocaust when they made that scene earlier. <laughs> But they also might have had it in their minds, Robin Hood Men in Tights, when they did the Robin Hood scene. I'm just saying. I, I think mine is more likely than yours. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. But then they fight because she's telling Donkey like she's ugly and she doesn't like herself. And Shrek overhears it and thinks she's talking about him. So he gets all mad and is like, go away. I hate you. Again. This is a terrible third act conflict. Once again, a movie that could have been solved with a five minute conversation. Yeah. Just five minute conversation. Well, they actually tried to have a conversation, but had more miscommunication in that five minute conversation. I Which mean, means they needed a five minute conversation. conversation to solve the five minute conversation conflict. Yes. Yeah. Stupid. But they fight. She goes off to Lord Farquaad. He goes off to his swamp. She's going to go marry Lord Farquaad because that's what she thinks is going to get, you know, her to not be an ogre anymore. Yep, they'll the get curse. married and then they'll kiss and then they'll break the curse. In the meantime, while she's getting ready for her wedding, Donkey tells Shrek that she likes him. Yeah. That she doesn't, he doesn't mention the ogre part. Because he, he promised correct. he wouldn't say anything. He's like, no, no, no. He, she wasn't talking about you. She was talking about something else. Doesn't say what. She Just really likes you. Else. But she Almost really loves you. you. So they decide, okay, we got to go back to the castle and save her. Mm -hmm. Or at least break up the wedding. I love this part. I love when Donkey's like, you can't just barge in. You got to wait for the one line. Women love that. Women love that. <laughs> Big Is there, if there's anybody gesture. here that objects, speak now. That's when you got to go in. So funny. I love when they get to the castle and they're like, how do we know if that's the line? And so he starts throwing Donkey up to the window and they're past that line. And Donkey's like, ah, oh, crap, they already said it. I love that part. I love that his first reaction is, man, the entire town's here. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's a great little moment because they didn't have to go like weird sexual innuendo. They didn't have to go real stupid jokes. This is just a funny joke. Mm -hmm. He's such a nice person that when he throws it up, his first notice is, wow, a lot of big turnout. Good job. Yeah. That's awesome. And then he gets thrown again. He's like, oh, I think they already said it. And then they just bust in and do it anyway. Mm. I object. And it's so funny. It's it's great. And then they, you know, have an argument, him and Lord Farquaad. Then Lord Farquaad's going to, like, kill them. So what does Donkey do? He whistles. And what does that do? Brings the dragon. Mind you, around this time is when we find out that Fiona turns into an ogre, and then they realize it was meant to be, and that's why Farquaad's going to kill them all. Yeah, but Donkey whistles, brings his lady love, the dragon, mm -hmm. and she just eats Farquaad. Yep. But who returns later in another movie, I think? I don't think he does. Uh, I don't know. I could have swore when I was looking through Lithgow's thing, it says he returns, but maybe that was like in a video game or something. And that's it. Then they uh, are happily ever after. Fiona's kind of pissed though. She's like, I thought the kiss was going to turn me beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. And Shrek's like, you are beautiful like this. Dude, they could have definitely had a moment here where they referenced like self-love and being okay with yourself. The fact that she doesn't think the curse was broken or she thinks the curse was wrong and Shrek has to tell her, no, it's okay, you're beautiful. Why couldn't she just realize that? Why couldn't she just be an ogre and then be like, it was right. True love did let me be because I'm supposed to be with you. I, this is who I'm supposed to be. Why couldn't she have that realization? Sometimes you can't see the, those things about yourself and others accepting you can really help you accept yourself. I know it's always you should love yourself first, but sometimes that's hard. I guess. I guess. But it, could, again, it could have been another nice hard. moment for her, but yes. it didn't happen. It's hard either. in real life, but this is a story you wrote. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's fair. This could have been another moment of a great message for people. It's okay. If you don't look the way you think you're supposed to look, you can still love yourself. You can understand that. And they just missed it. They just missed it again. It bothers me. That's fair. A couple more notes I got, because we're at the end of the movie. That's mm -hmm. it. This movie is so quick and nothing happens. Except for terrible jokes. Donkey is hilarious. Wonderful. Just everything he says is just fantastic. Whether it's nice or funny, it doesn't matter. It's all good. True. Love him. 
Could have used more. Mm-hmm. Could have used more. I got the animation is unique. And it's still pretty good. Uh, it's okay. It's not you, great. You but... can definitely see that they didn't understand light because there's moments where, like, especially on the bridge when they're below the lava, that I just noticed the shadow and the shading didn't look right to what was happening and it made it look flat and it. they were working on it. Yeah. But I like the uniqueness to it. It was something different than we hadn't really seen before. I would have actually preferred this though in 2D, not 3D. Okay. I just think it, I don't know. Something about the way Shrek looked in 3D was just a little weird. He gets better in the sequels, but this one, he just is off. And it's just, it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy, right? Sure. Yeah. Her transformation is nice change. Didn't get her turning into a beautiful princess. And then them being together and people having to deal with the fact that an ogre was married to a princess. Yeah. I like that she was an ogre. That was her true form so that I guess they could be together. But then it's also a bad message of like, you can only be together because you're the same. It's, so, like, it's a rock and a hard place. Yeah. It's you don't a good win. and a bad thing. Yeah. No matter what they did here, I wasn't going to be happy. So. Yeah. They they backed themselves into a corner real hard on this one. Fair enough. And that, that's it. That's what I got for my notes. I have a couple of questions. Oh, I definitely got nits and questions. Oh, yeah. Then we can go. But I wanted to go through a fun little thing first. Oh, you want to do that first? Okay. Yeah. So... This is a DreamWorks movie, and it won a bunch of stuff, awards and all that. And it got me thinking, let me go look up all the DreamWorks movies. So I did. And DreamWorks has had 44 animated theatrical released movies. And I was like, oh, we can do something with this. So I made a tournament. Made a little tournament. So I did the first 22 movies they did and in one bracket. And I did the second 22 movies they did in another bracket. And then I labeled them 1 through 16. The bottom... 12 movies had to win their way in. They they didn't just get into the tournament. They had to win their way in. And you picked all the winners. Yes, I did. I set the brackets up. You picked all the winners. We've already gone through round one of both, round one and round two of both of the brackets. Just because we didn't want to spend a bunch of time doing this in the show. There's a lot of movies. Some may say there's 44 of them. There are 44, but we only did a tournament with 32. But that's still a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to run down real quick is the movies that are in each section, and then we're going to continue where we picked off. Okay. Okay. So, in the first 22 movies, in first place, we have the original How to Train Your Dragon. Second place, Shrek. Third, Wallace and Gromit. Fourth, Kung Fu Panda. Fifth, Prince of Egypt. Sixth, Chicken Run. Seventh, Shrek 2. Eighth, Kung Fu Panda 2. Ninth, Spirit, the Stallion of Cimarron. Tenth, Over the Hedge. Eleventh, Megamind. Twelfth, Ants. 13th, Monsters vs. Aliens. 14th, Madagascar, Escape to Africa. 15th, Madagascar, the original. And in 16th, The Road to El Dorado. How did I get them into those positions? I took the Rotten Tomatoes critic score and the Rotten Tomatoes audience score, added them together, divided by two, got the average Rotten Tomatoes score. And then that's how they got ranked. Those are the positions they ended up in. So we had like the one seed versus the 16th seed, How to Train Your Dragon versus Road to El Dorado. You picked How to Train Your Dragon. That's how we got to where we are. We went through and we did two rounds of picking. Here's where we currently stand in the first bracket. We have the number one seed, How to Train Your Dragon, going up against the number five seed, Prince of Egypt. Who you got? That is really hard because I absolutely love both. I'm actually going to go with How to Train Your Dragon simply because the other one is very religious. Yeah, but I know you're a huge fan I of Prince of Egypt. I am a huge fan of Prince of Egypt. Like, give me that soundtrack all day, every day. Oh, it's so good. So good. You know, that's the second time that movie's been brought up in like three weeks for us. Because mm-hmm. when we did Independence Day, we also talked about it because Aaron from that movie is voiced by Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Good times. I will probably rewatch it soon. Okay. And then in the second part of round three, it, for our final four of this bracket, we have Number six, Chicken Run, versus number 15th seed, Madagascar. I'm actually going to go with Chicken Run. Wow, okay. Madagascar is fun. It, it Something's off about it. Okay. Every time. I was super shocked. So Madagascar was a 15th seed, mm-hmm. and it beat the number two seed, Shrek. Yeah. The movie we're talking about. And then it also beat, in the second round, Shrek 2. Well... Obviously, if it beat Shrek, it was going to beat Shrek, Yeah, too. oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was just shocked by that. Everything else I kind of agreed with as we went. I might drop this bracket into our comments or into our description just so everybody could kind of see where every, everything was ranked. 
But yeah, I was and shocked. I can get yelled at by all of my picks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the last uh, round of the first bracket, we have the number one seed, How to Train Your Dragon, versus the number six seed, Chicken Run. How to Train Your Dragon. I, it better have been. <laughs> all right. Very cool. Let's go to the second bracket. So this is the second 22 films that DreamWorks made. Here's how the rankings ended up. The number one seed is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Number two, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Third spot, The Bad Guys. The fourth spot, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. In fifth, Abominable. Sixth, The Croods, A New Age. Seventh, Kung Fu Panda 3. Eighth, Rise of the Guardians. Ninth, Puss in Boots. Tenth, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Eleventh, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Twelve, Captain Underpants, The First Epic Movie. Number 13, The Croods. Number 14, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, their newest movie. And number 15, Trolls. And the last one, 16, Penguins of Madagascar. So we've already gone through two rounds of this one as well. What we have left, the number one seed, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, versus the number four seed, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Puss in Boots. Okay. We're going to fight about that later. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good movie. Uh, second one of this round, Number three seed, The Bad Guys, versus the number two seed, How to Train Your Dragon 2. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Okay. I wouldn't have went there, but all right. (laughs) Interesting. You know in the second bracket here, you had the first, second, third, and fourth seeds. Really? Yeah. Wow. And now you currently have the first and second seeds going against each other. Oh, wow. So you have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, versus How to Train Your Dragon 2. Um, this is a hard one. I honestly don't know where I'd go with this one. I'll go with Puss in Boots. Okay. That's not a shocker. Not a shocker. All right. So the winner of the first bracket is How to Train Your Dragon. The winner of the second bracket is Puss in Boots. Now they're going up against each other. You have a one seed versus a one seed. (laughs) Who could have thunk it? Not me because these weren't going to be my picks. (laughs) All right, I'm kind of so, interested to know what your picks would, would have been. Well, we'll do a special episode about it. We'll, we'll release it later. We'll do the whole bracket breakdown. All right. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, mm-hmm. or the original How to Train Your Dragon. Who wins? How to Train Your Dragon. Woo, boy. All right. I think it was just so, so special. It's funny because as the number one seed, it was actually the number one seed overall for all DreamWorks movies with a combined score of 95, a combined average score of 95. It had a 99 critics and a 91 audience score. Well, it's a great message. It's beautiful. The soundtrack is gorgeous. Like it is perfect. Your your second place here that lost in the finals, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, was actually in second place in the overall with a 94 and a half average. I know what the people like. <laughs> yeah, apparently you do. So there you go. All right, so we've worked it out. Like I said, I'll put this down in the comments or we'll just do it on the episode where we just do this. Might be kind of fun. But yeah, there we go. You broke it down and you picked How to Train Your Dragon as the best DreamWorks movie ever made. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Guess we don't need that special episode, huh? No, no, no. My breakdown would be a lot different. Plus, I want people to know, you know, I want to see, I want them to see what you did in the first and second rounds and all that stuff. Sometimes that's the more fun part. But yeah, I thought that would be a little fun. Yeah. Just kind of see where those movies end up. All right, let's get into nits. Mine, there's not enough donkey in this movie. Well, yeah. They could have just done a lot more donkey. He kind of disappears for large sections and I just don't understand it. Number two. Shrek is Scottish, and it's just weird. Yeah, it's whatever. It's just weird. Stylistic Sometimes choice. his voice just catches me off guard, and I'm like, eh, I don't like this. Oh, I like it. Fiona is the only real-looking person. Like, they gave her, like, normal proportions but and tried to make her that. look as real as possible, and everybody else looks like a damn cartoon. They're a weird mixture of fake and real. Like, everyone looks like a normal human being. None of them are twigs, like... like, Yeah, they're not, like, super tall and super thin or anything, but there's... bubble heads. Always something off about them. They're a little too square. They're a little too barrel-chested. They're a little... Something. It just makes them not look real Mm -hmm. until Fiona. And then it's like, what is happening here? (laughs) Are we supposed to... Did you guys purposefully do this? Were you trying to look for men who would be like, Fiona's hot, yo? No, it's weird. That's not the crowd you want at your movie. 
And the last one we already talked about was just the water versus the mud. Yeah. Pissed me off so much at the beginning. I even mentioned it while watching. I was like, this is stupid and I hate this. <laughs> All right, what's your nits? Um, why doesn't... Oh, this is kind of a question, but it's kind of a nit of Donkey doesn't tell Shrek that the creatures are moving in. They just suddenly are there. And it's like, you've been outside this entire time. You knew they were coming in. Oh, I think they all just kind of showed up at one time. They just poof. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. I mean, they got off the bus or whatever they were on and just dumped there. I didn't think it was one by one, but like you could have been like, hey, Shrek, uh, something's happening. I don't know. I mean, if they all just showed up, there was no time. Okay, fine. Next. You know when he gets shot in the butt with the arrow yeah. after Robin Hood? There is no angle that shows that arrow until it's necessary for the plot. Yep. It just doesn't exist. It just appears in his butt. Yeah. And then changes angle. Yeah. Those are minutes. That's it? Well, we already talked about Cinderella not being a princess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Questions. Yeah. Questions. Yes. Why was Farquaad so short? Was it just so they could make yeah. dick jokes? Yeah. How unnecessary. Yeah. Why couldn't he just be a bad guy? Why did he also have to be short? Because he has to be compensating for something. They, Dumb. They, that was their joke. That was what got this movie greenlit. There you go. That was the pitch. Yep. Walk in. Short Lord wants to be king. Dick jokes. There you go. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Man, I, it makes a lot more sense than anything else I've come up with. Uh, which fairy tale would you want to be a part of? If you could be a part of one. Any fairy tale. Oh, you just. Oh. Oh, no. This was not a question. This was a question you should have prepared me for. No, I want to just, off the top of your head, what fairy tale you want to be a part of? If you could be a part of any fairy tale in the world. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, Mulan. Mulan's not a fairy tale. Uh, That's a Disney movie, but it's not a fairy tale. I don't know what, I guess Cinderella? I don't know. You want to be Cinderella or you want to be one of the evil stepsisters? Well, if it's the Hans Christian Andersen one, I'd rather be Cinderella. I don't want to have my feet burned off and my eyes picked out. Okay. I want to be part of Little Red Riding Hood. I want to be the big bad wolf. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Maybe I just... it should be three little pigs so I can huff and puff and blow people. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which fairy tale should get a movie next? My answer, three little pigs. Ooh, yeah. I, I thought about that too as soon as I said it. We've never like, had Ooh. a three little pigs movie. Yeah. Like you could probably do something with that. It'd be fun. Yeah. You can give them all like jobs and then like At least make it better than the original Disney one that kind of did it. Where they have their mom and dad on the wall, and it's like yeah, it's like pork sausage. Yeah, that was just a short though. That wasn't a movie. Oh, still. That was just like an episode of something. All right, which one? I'm going with that one. That was the thought that came initially to my head. Steal my answer. But it was the first one that came to my head too. Fine, cheater. All right, we already asked this question. Who was this movie for? All right, go to yours, and then I got my last two. But want to do yours first? Um, Did this movie really popularize the 3D CGI uh, animation? No. Toy Story. But how much was there before it? I mean, after that, before this. Toy Story 2 and other things. Okay. Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Well, same year, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, yeah. No, it did not. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, does this movie rely too heavily on commenting on Disney? This movie relies too heavily on just nothing that has anything to do with a plot and or a narrative structure. So, yes. Was this a good use of quote unquote popular songs? No. This is a great soundtrack. Yeah. They don't work in the movie. Okay. I was going to say, do those songs, do the, does this movie have to thank those songs for how well it did? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think the songs, it's kind of like they did the Disney thing where Disney would always like do a musical and they would have like that one banger song, like let it go. That would just take the movie to another level. Mm-hmm. But instead of creating original songs, they use songs that were like semi-popular but they did them like in a new way because smash mouth was not the first band to do i'm a believer or whatever the name of that song is the one at the end the closing credit song i think it's i'm a believer i think so too they weren't the first ones but they did a more poppy version of it so it could be played on the radio which got popular so people want to know what it was from and they watched shrek yeah yeah no they definitely owe this the songs a lot and then lastly why isn't eddie murphy more of a thing now he made a lot of poor decisions with, a, like, he wasn't a thing when this movie came out. He had made some bad movies. His stock had really fallen. And then he came back in this, and then he made some bad movies, and then he just stuck to this. But he's also just got so much money, he doesn't need to do more. Reading some articles about him in this movie and how much he loved this and thinks it might be the peak of his career, his best performances ever, I think he was just happy to go out on this. He okay. didn't want to ruin it, so he was like, I'll just keep doing the Shrek thing because it works. 
All right. All right. What piece of memorabilia do you want from this movie? I want the chair that he uses. In the Use wrestling the match? Chair. Yeah. yeah, I want that. Okay. I want Donkey. Like he's not a memorabilia, though. He's a character. That cool. doesn't count. Cool. I want Donkey. That doesn't count. I want the waffles Donkey made. He didn't end up making the waffles. Can he make me waffles and then I'll have those? Sure, but that's not a memorabilia from the movie. This is bullshit. <laughs> I just want Donkey. You've been vetoed. Oh, come on. That's a character, not a memorabilia. All right. If I had to go with memorabilia, I would probably go with... Oh, God. Um, the knight helmet that Shrek wears. Okay. It might be interesting. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Another hmm. knit of mine. Hmm. When Shrek saves Fiona from the dragon... And she's all like, remove your helmet so I can see who you are. This dude is the size of a brick house. It, you should know kind of what he is. Like, there, there is are, no other creature out there, there are that big looks dudes. like him. No. Don't be a sizist. No. There's no other creature out there that's the size of him as an ogre, other than like a giant. <laughs> so, like, there's no reason you do, you need to be like, who is this fine gentleman that has seen Maybe she hasn't seen normal humans in a while, and maybe she just thinks she's like, that's how big she's they like, are. She's like 15. She's seen them. No, she said as long as she can remember, she's had this curse, and they talk about how she's been put in the tower. Oh, right. She's a curse. She knows what ogres look like and how big they are. She should just know he's an ogre. <sighs> I'm just saying. Last question. Yeah. If this movie was made in 2023, would it get a theatrical release? Would it go straight to streaming? Or would it be turned into a TV show slash miniseries? I think it'd still be theatrical. I think they'd still put a lot of stock in it, given the names that they had. That's, yeah, I don't think so. I think it would go straight to streaming. And they would push the envelope a lot farther because they wouldn't have to deal with the MPAA hmm. and getting like an R rating or a PG-13 or whatever. I think they'd go a lot farther with the jokes and they'd go straight to streaming. That would be terrible. Don't do that. I'm just saying. That's <laughs> what I think would happen. All right. Awards? Yeah. First up is the psycho shower scene for your favorite scene in the entire movie. What do you got? I got the under the moon chat. Uh, the first night that they have Fiona and are heading back, it's between Donkey and Shrek. They have a really emotional moments there. And I think it's just a great friendship building moment. Yeah, it's really good. Mm -hmm. It's got Donkey in it. Of course it's good. <laughs> Mine is the dragon fight. Okay. I like the idea that he doesn't hurt the dragon. And I love the part where he's running between all the pillars and the chain is getting caught up. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even realize he's doing it. Kind of is it works in that moment. Yeah. And it's just a fun thing. So, mine's a dragon fight. Wonderful. Next up is the... Life uh, finds a way. Award for your favorite line in the movie. What's yours? Mine is... What kind of knight are you? One of a kind. I actually really enjoy this quote in particular because it's very true. He is one of a kind. And it was an interesting way for him to respond to her and be like, oh, you're going to freak out if I tell you I'm an ogre. So I'm just, I'm one of a kind. I'm the only me that there's ever going to be. It's an interesting way to look at yourself. If only they would have played that more up in the rest of the movie. True. Mine is, it should be no surprise here at all. It's said by Donkey. <laughs> and it's just, we can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. It's great. It's a wonderful moment. Because in the morning, I'm going to make waffles. Next up is the Han Shot First Award. Yeah, Oscar. Yes, I bet you have. For what held up the worst since this movie came out, the story. Okay. It's literally the story. It's all just recycled garbage from other things. There's nothing original in this entire story, except for maybe her transformation into the ogre at the end instead of into a beautiful princess. That's fair. That might be the only original thing. Other than that, it's all used from other movies. It is just stolen content. That they somehow passed off as original. Because they were commenting on it. Don't care. <laughs> uh, mine is the, the too many adult references. It really just bogs the movie down of trying to do joke, insert joke here, insert joke there. And they're all adult. Yeah. It just, it doesn't work for me. Ten minutes of story, hour and a half of adult, adult humor. Yeah. Adult humor works when it's used in moderation. When yes. you rely heavily on it, it becomes less and less funny with each subsequent rewatch. Unless you're going like hard R where you're, that is the entire purpose is to be raunchy. Right. Like this is the end. Yeah. Like when you're going to go hard, go. But when you're trying to make a kid's movie, they, they get boring real fast. Yeah. They just get uncomfortable at that point. Yep. 
Last award, as always, is the I'm Paul Rudd, and I adapt. Award for what held up the best since this movie came out? Donkey. I, yeah, it's Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy Eddie is Murphy donkey. is donkey. Yeah. Just everything about that character is so wonderful that I'm pretty sure the writer sat down and said, we have one character that we're going to make absolutely amazing, and we don't give a sh about anything else. Mm -hmm. He's the only thing worth watching this movie for. Yeah. So, all right. Well, final thoughts and decisions. I'll go first. It's quite evident. I don't think this movie holds up. I know I gave it away throughout the rest of the episode a little bit, but I did try to touch on some of the stuff I do like, and I do think there's a good movie in here somewhere. I think cut down on the jokes a little bit and hit harder on the messages and the meanings of what is happening, and there's a really good movie in here. They just hit it behind their aggression towards another studio. Yeah. And because of that, it doesn't hold up. I wish it did. I wish we had more movies like Shrek, but better made. That's fair. For me, I still have somewhat of an enjoyment of this movie. However, I, I also don't think it holds up. Now as an adult, see how much of it is just a little too aggressive towards Disney. It's a little too much of adult humor. And while I can find a lot of interesting aspects that you can learn from these teachable moments, kids aren't actually going to get those. In the midst of all your joking and everything, kids are not going to need necessarily pick out oh hey saying nice things can diffuse a situation they're not going to pick that out just from that moment because you immediately undercut it with a joke yeah so this movie could be great but like you said you just need to pick and choose what bits to take out of there hit harder on some and leave the rest of the jokes at the door yeah somebody didn't do a very good job of editing the script and saying we don't need this joke we don't need that joke we don't and cutting it down a little. Yeah, this movie could have had so much more meaning to it if you let it have the meaning. Yeah, and I honestly think a TV show of this would be really good. I don't know about that. Where you could have like a message in each episode and stuff. I don't know. Interesting to think about. Yeah. I, I would love to see somebody redo this story better. I could see better. it. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, quick side tangent. I, if I offended anybody with my Holocaust talk, that was not my intention. I, it was literally a thought I had in my head while watching this because of all the other adult humor happening in the movie. I was like, is this supposed to be a weird commentary on rounding up people you don't like and removing them and putting them in a quote unquote camp? That was not meant to be jokey. I know we kind of played it as a joke a little bit, but it's what the movie did. So, you know, don't blame me. Don't blame us. That's the movie. Let us know in the comments on this episode or over on our social media about your thoughts on this movie. Do you think it holds up? Is it one of your favorite animated films? Do you think it's absolute trash? Let us know. You can find us on social media by clicking the link below. It's attached to all of our links, so you can find us anywhere. Get ready for next week because we got some uh, magic Ooh. coming at you with, who is it? Wolverine? is doing magic interesting so you'll have to come back for that one in the meantime though you know what to do be good to yourself because you're a legend and you're amazing but more importantly be kind to others and keep watching movies bye